Grant. This this it's a weird tone. I think it's been about three months since you used your real name to start the recording. Really? And not your street name. My street name? Yeah. <laughs> it, like it, it honestly threw me off. So for the for the <laughs> listeners, I specifically told Grant that I had a specific thing that I wanted to start this with, and then Grant pulls crap like calling himself grant before we start recording instead of g money and i don't even know what to do with myself now like is this like a is this like a a midweek rebellion or just a little change of pace i i honestly it was just like uh not thinking about it i need to delve into so do you think about it every time you say g money is that like a very conscious choice no not really honestly i think it's just more of like the mental state i'm in right now Mm -hmm. um like i'm like if I ever call myself G Money, first of all, it is always sarcastic. Mm-hmm. But like often when recording, especially in, in more of a normal recording time, like I'm in a trying to get myself into a headspace of like, yeah, this is gonna be like fun. This is gonna be a baller time. Like we're gonna get lit here <laughs> and like just light this podcast up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today I'm just kind of like it's I I got a lot of stuff done today. Like it's been a long one, and I'm like in just kind of a chilling mindset. And so like, I think it was just like an artifact of that artifact of that. I didn't even notice it until you said it. And then when you said, use your real name, I was like, what did I call myself? (laughs) It would be like a hard pivot, I guess, in the middle of the work week to go from straight laced professional grant to G money grant back only a few hours later to professional grant. Yeah. So that's fair. I can give you that much. Yeah, it's hard to do that. Uh, no, that's probably the wrong use of the term. I was going to say, like, it's kind of like a version of code switching. I think that's accurate. I don't actually know, like, what that I think, like, dictionary I think definition would be, but it's it's a similar concept, at least. No, it definitely is. I think that that is, uh, has, I don't even know the origin of that term necessarily, but I think it's become sufficiently generalized that this definitely counts of, like, there there is a certain sense in which we adjust ourselves when we are recording mm-hmm. and uh, and the switch may not be fully flipped at times but we're still doing a little bit of it <laughs> sometimes the switch is just not even there that's true sometimes sometimes it's a dimmer that has not moved <laughs> sometimes i gotta switch loose i mean no screw loose <laughs> whatever close enough uh, so i wanted to ask you if you've heard that really good joke about gaslighting oh i'm not gonna like this have you I'm going to say no, and then you're going to tell me about how you told me about it. <laughs> if that's what this joke is, I'm going to be mad. Uh, that's no, exact, I That's haven't. exactly what the joke is. Oh, I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> uh, I need to find someone to tell that to who's not going to get mad at me for saying it, but also won't anticipate it. Like, I don't care. Because you anticipated it, you getting mad at me, that's totally fair. If you can anticipate the punchline of a joke and you don't like it, fair, fair enough. You win. But... <laughs> I need to find someone who won't anticipate it in the first place, but also if I say it to them, they won't get upset when they learn the punchline. Yeah, that you just gaslit them. <laughs> exactly. So I need to I need to find that that perfectly balanced person who hasn't come across the same kinds of jokes that I have, but also won't be upset. Yeah, doesn't mind being manipulated savagely. Yeah, and I'm all but I'm also too afraid to upset people to like just throw it out there loose until one hits you know i want it to really i want to really consider its usage 
and then bring it out when I'm like very sure it's going to be a winner. Yeah, see, Mark, what you're trying to do here is you're trying to use the fly swatter approach, you know? <laughs> and and that's just the wrong way to do it. You got to go shotgun style. You're not going <laughs> to kill a fly with a fly swatter. Shotgun is way more fun. Well, get some destruction, some carnage. You might not even kill the fly, but it'll be entertaining along the way. I don't know. I think both myself and everyone around me is very entertained when I like hunt down a fly like it's my last source of food through a household until it finally lands and I can kill it. Yeah. I think that's very amusing. But th- that's, that's just my personality. You know, I, I kind of have that, I have that killer predator drive. Do you now? I do. <laughs> that is, I'm going to be honest, one of the last qualities I would ascribe to you. Uh, um, hey, my, my nickname. Me, my nickname in the ninth grade gym class was Lone Wolf. Yeah, Lone Wolves die alone. Well, whatever. Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to imply <laughs> they could die alone. That that that's maybe a bit meaner than we want to go for. Uh, I, I had to think about nickname, death a little nickname. bit today. In fact, oh God, no! Uh, let's let's pump. Let's because, get lit here. Because let's not talk about death. no, no, no. I'm gonna. Don't worry. I'm gonna light it up. I was talking about insurance today. Isn't that exciting? Oh, um, I hate insurance. I love insurance. Even, are you... Oh, <laughs> well, of course I, I'm kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> can I rant about insurance offline to you later? Sure. But I just want to tell you, I, I learned two things today. Yes. One thing, I learned the term AD and D in the concept of insurance, which is the lovely uh, initialism that they use for accidental death and dismemberment. Mm. There we go. I, Which is I wonderful. I thought it was some like, D&D thing or something. No, no. Uh, so that, that's an insurance thing, is accidental death and dismemberment. So I learned about that policy today. And, well, I also learned that I had a life insurance policy that I didn't realize that I had. So that was kind of cool. Uh-oh. <laughs> like, uh, per- can I ask, like, was it personal insurance or, like, work? Oh, this is all through work. Okay. Yeah, so it's just something that, that work sense. already gives me, and I didn't realize yep. that I had. Or they take out on your behalf? No, no. It's like it's part of the our benefits package. There's ah. other insurance like dental that I have to pay a small amount for. Mm-hmm. But just straight up health insurance and then plus this like life insurance and some other stuff is paid for. Um, okay. And so part of this AD&D insurance that I learned about was through another policy that I have, like a sort of accident-based insurance that seems to be kind of like insurance for my insurance. Mm-hmm. If I have a really bad accident and thus I get a lot of medical bills, even with insurance, because there's like co-insurance and whatever the heck else, and you still mm-hmm. have to pay a bunch of money, then this other insurance, this accident insurance kicks in to help me with my insurance. That isn't good enough, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least that's my understanding. But part of that is also I learned that there are official payouts for this accident insurance for various limbs and digits and, and just kind of peripherals to my body if they <laughs> become dislodged and removed. I love how you describe body parts like they're a mouse and keyboard. <laughs> like, oh yeah, various peripherals. Plug and play, baby. No drivers needed. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I learned in particular that if I lose a toe or a finger, I get paid $600. And if I get, and if I lose two or more, I get paid twelve hundred dollars. Wow! I ain't trying to skip so out on that, the draft. I try to get a payday over here. <laughs> but th- this is the thing. I feel like that's way too low. I understand it's insurance. I wouldn't expect a lot overall, but 
I feel like they have to balance those amounts with the number of people who may look at that and be like, that's worth a pinky toe. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a few people and they have to balance that. When they increase those rates, you know, the claims are going to skyrocket. So You're, I'm not one of I, them, though. I don't know if I, I, don't, huh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Relatively I, speaking, skyrocket, you know, they could double to like a thousandth of a percent, right? Okay. So it's just, you know, yeah, in magnitude, I'm not that's saying it would, it would increase in magnitude, but in rate. Yes, yes. I guess that is technically correct. I was just, I just feel like the type of people who had those sorts of insurance policies are probably not the types of people like so <laughs> short on money that they're willing to sacrifice a toe for 600 bucks. That's probably true as well. I don't know. Because like if you got, or if you're in, in, in need of toe chopping off money, like... <laughs> You're probably not the person who's... Then you're a character in a movie. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, you're a character in your own story. I still gotta get steps today after this. I've had a busy day, it feels like. Not like it hasn't actually been that busy, but it feels busy. Yeah? I had a, I had a meeting before this. Yeah, I know. I think I mentioned to you. Yeah. Um, it was fine. You know, it was pleasant. But then we're like, we're going straight into this, and I'm looking at my watch, and it's like, man, I still need to go for like... A close to an hour long walk still after this oh, geez, and, and because of daylight savings it feels like it's midnight outside yeah it feels late okay mm-hmm. i am like like i said that i did a lot today but i didn't really feel like i did that much but i am zonked yeah it's just like well it actually yo, is dude. late there though that's the difference but it's not late well, here it's not but like it is it's you know it's, like yeah it, the sun's been down for like four hours I understand by your measurement, it may not be quite as late, but I'm just saying, like, it is getting later there. Yeah. Versus we're squ- we're still squarely in early evening where I am. Mm-hmm. So, but, but yeah, I think for me, even though I've had now several winters to get used to this, I guess this is my fourth winter in California, particularly coastal southern half of California. You'd think I'd be used to it by now, but I think my brain still gets thrown off right around this time when it's getting dark so early, but the temperature and overall visual nature of the area is not changing at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that just really throws my brain for a loop is like having a single visual change unaccompanied by everything else that my body has been prepared for for 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. So it really just messes with me. It's like, man, I really want hot chocolate and cookies and stuff right now, and I have none of the cold weather to justify the the blubbering up that I want to do. <laughs> really disappointing. Mm-hmm. Well, how you describe it as blubbering up? <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, is he about to be like crying, like, like blubbering, <laughs> in se- or like incoherently? Like, <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. No, I I am preparing for my hibernation. I wish I could do that. I wish I was doing that. That'd be great. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm not Eat, either, but I wish I were. food that's bad for me is like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Like, I, uh... I feel like that's not a character flaw, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it's something that I don't, it was, it's a coping mechanism for emotions that I don't know when I learned it and I don't know how or why I learned it. 
but like college. i wish i had it <laughs> college is when i learned it and got it reinforced real bad that's for sure high school was like, when it was like i just ate a lot because i was growing you know and doing a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and college was when like the eating continued but for a different reason and then yeah. it's like you really got to slide back that scale a little bit yeah mm-hmm. i was just this weekend like, i had been telling aaron how much i wanted ice cream for like a week Oh, I was God, trying I had to, to keep be good. Crossing off my grocery list in the past week and a half. I was trying to be good, and I was for a while. I avoided ice cream, which was my goal. And then I decided to go. I go to the grocery store. I get some ice cream for Aaron and I. I get us each a pint of Ben and Jerry's because it was two for seven bucks, which is very good for Ben and Jerry's. And I I had mine, and I was like, "Okay, I'm going to eat this while we are watching whatever we're watching." And Aaron, you know, as as lovely as she is, and we're trying to care about our health and stuff. She sits there and, and lets me eat an entire pint of ice cream in like 10 minutes. It's ridiculous. She lets you? How yeah, dare she let she? me do it. How <laughs> dare she? Aaron, we need to have a talk. <laughs> uh, no, it, it felt really you? good. It felt really good. Like most of the time when I eat a pint of ice cream, I feel awful. I felt so good after eating that pint of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, I have never felt bad after eating. Like that's the thing, I've never felt mm. bad after eating a pint of ice cream. Okay, I've never I felt have. bad after eating like a liter of ice cream. <laughs> For me, it's probably my increased, or rather, my decreased lactose tolerance compared to you. Yeah. Oh, thank God, I got plenty of lactose tolerance in me. <laughs> oh, I would be a, I'd be a sad boy if I couldn't handle dairy. No, I would yeah. be a pill popper if I couldn't handle dairy. I would be <laughs> popping them lactate pills or whatever the frick they're called. Yeah. Like freaking Smarties in a, I don't know, a place where people eat Smarties. On Halloween. Yeah. A month after Halloween when that's all that's left. <laughs> what do you mean? That, you know what I mean. I hate Smarties. You hate Smarties? Yeah, they're so boring. You're boring. <laughs> How do you... Don't tell me that you dislike sweet tarts. Sweet tart. We've talked about this. Sweet tarts. Let me look them up so I can remember, so I can distinguish. Yeah, sweet I'm tarts. Okay, now I remember this. You're having to look them up. Are something that I almost never have. I'm looking at them now, yeah. I don't think I've had many sweet tarts, but they strike me as something that I'd like more than Smarties. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, Smarties, just like, they don't, just don't do it for me. It's just like chalky sugar. Yeah, that's fair. Sweet tarts are like... What Smarties... But sweet Tarts actually have some flavor, right? Sweet Tarts are like Smarties B.A. like older cousin. Yeah. Like like the one who got a tattoo and is hiding it from grandma. See, what I, I really like are like fruity Mentos Oh, and that kind that, of thing. <laughs> that's the nerdy older cousin who definitely <laughs> didn't get a tattoo and is narking on the other cousin to grandma about it. Who's <laughs> narking, narking to the Werther's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's just where I'm at, I guess. Gosh, that was I'm something. I'm an old soul. That's fine. It's okay. Growing up, like, that's something that was drilled in, like, Mentos equals grandma, because grandma always had Mentos. I never really had that association, but. I don't think I ever had Mentos other than, like, when I was with grandma and grandpa. Gotcha. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Oh, I don't. Cool have those like kinds of associations really with anyone i guess like my mom had a lot of mint gum i guess that's about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> Aaron really likes Altoids. I know I have Altoids in my car because of her. Ah, oof. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of mint, though, so. Yeah. I'm like that, that would definitely allergic. do it. That would definitely do it. Makes my mouth itchy. <laughs> huh. So what do you, do you get, like, Kids Crest bubblegum toothpaste? <laughs> have we talked about this? I don't know if I want to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> Can we cut this part Clearly out? Clearly we haven't. I, well, I didn't notice anything different in your bathroom, so you didn't, now you just got to tell me. <laughs> Can we cut this part out? No. Then we're not talking about it. Come on. What, do you use baking soda? <laughs> you use a slurry of baking soda and water? No, I haven't brushed my teeth in five years. <laughs> brush your teeth in five years you've been waiting for technology to catch up for american toothpaste technology to go beyond mint yeah no i do brush my teeth but because i know i do brush my teeth like twice a day but there are other cultures where mint is considered disgusting to like brush your teeth with and there are other flavors in other countries which i find really fascinating i i was not aware of this so maybe you just need to import your toothpaste Let's, let's let me just google toothpaste flavors in different countries because like in around here it's super hard to find non-mint and non-cinnamon flavored toothpaste that has fluoride in it because most of the other options are like all natural hippy dippy bs that is like you might as well just brush your teeth with some like freaking like mayonnaise like it's doing the same amount of quality stuff. Like I still feel like you should tell me what flavor you use. Like it's it's fine. Like we can later. Okay, so I have someone this this person doesn't say what country they're from, but they say that they have lemon and tea flavored toothpaste. That sounds amazing. Apparently there's an orange mint flavor in South Korea. Bamboo salt toothpaste in Korea. They say that it tastes like a sweeter mint. Um, apparently there's a brand of toothpaste called Tom's of Maine. Yes, Tom's is crap. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see. This Reddit post did not get me very far. Tom's of Maine what... has like anise flavored toothpaste, which is, I actually like it, but I think it's fluoride free. Or it was gotcha. last time I checked. Let's see. What else can I find? Um... The, the French have a toothpaste flavored with mint, licorice, and clove. Mmm, I like all those things other than mint. Japan, pumpkin pudding, charcoal, eggplant, Indian curry. Mmm, okay, Indian curry would not be a good flavor. <laughs> like, it would be a good flavor, not for toothpaste. That'd be just I like... I don't know what to tell you. That'd be like breakfast sandwich flavored toothpaste. <laughs> like, like, I love that flavor, but like, I do not want to brush my teeth with that. I also don't get people who drink mint tea. Like, I'm a big fan of teas, but like, ugh. I, I almost exclusively drink mint tea. Are you serious? Not, not exclusively, exclusively, but like, I'll have like, like a, like a, just a generic black, like an English breakfast tea, Earl Grey. Like, I'll have stuff like that. But more times than not, I'll make mint tea. But, like, again, you don't like mint. So, like, you know, well, <laughs> and I do. Like, it's not just that I don't <laughs> like it. My body physically doesn't like it. Yeah, and that's fine. But I do. Sneeze. And I find it very soothing and relaxing. It's the same reason that I use, like, mint shampoo. I use tea tree and mint shampoo. Like, I like, like, I like the smell of mint. I just don't like mint in my mouth. Hmm. Well, I bo- I like both. So the smell of mint tea is very soothing to me, and I also enjoy drinking it. Well, good for you. Yeah. More power to you. 
Grant has brought The Born Loser by Art and Chip Sansom. <laughs> uh, we have a couple people, maybe a husband and wife. It's hard to tell. The woman on the left, who looks very short, is holding something in her hands. Uh, the man a bit taller on on the right of the panel, wearing a blue or blue why did i say blue the woman's wearing blue the guy's wearing a red sweater over a collared shirt holding a cup of something steamy and looks just kind of bored i don't know (laughs) not not overly enthusiastic about life and the woman holding the thing in her arm says look i found the fruitcake grandma gave to us at thanksgiving and she walks a bit closer and holds up the fruitcake to the man and says, I wonder if it's spoiled. And the man says, expiration dates are irrelevant for fruitcakes. Poor fruitcakes. So, buddy. So, buddy. How do you feel irrelevant? No, I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> when you consider no, the I... scale of the universe. No, when you <laughs> consider the scale of your mere life. Do you feel how I feel that you are also irrelevant within that scale? No. Um, and you didn't want us to talk about dates. death. <laughs> expiration dates. <laughs> death. Yes. What's your expert? No. <laughs> how how do you feel about expiration dates? And I'm not talking about like best by dates, so by dates like something that's like expiration date. Do you like follow those like religiously or? Are you more like meh about it? I am somewhere in between. I do not treat them as as the the whole truth and nothing but you know, I do not throw away everything as it hits its expiration date or anything like that. But I do I, I do uh, when I see an expiration date approaching or especially if it has just passed, I'm a bit more cautious around that food. I'll give it a, a more a closer look, you know? Be like, hey, we're now at the point where I am looking for you to prove to me that you're still good to eat. That's how I think of it, right? If I have, mm-hmm. like, milk or produce or something like that that's past its expiration date, I will look at it and I will say, you give me a sign that this is not going to be bad for me, Right. Yeah. So I'll do much closer inspections uh, through my various senses to figure out what's going on. Um, when it's something like a pantry item that's expired, then you just give it a quick whip. You, you give it a whirl. If it's like a, a snacky item, you know, a grain snacky item, mm-hmm. you just try it to see if it's stale. It's not going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just going to be gross when you throw it out if it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I just, you know, it just makes me look closer. Like, I'm glad that they exist. It's it's really annoying when something expires before its expiration date. That's a real bummer. But uh, that doesn't happen too often. Oh, okay, no. Sorry, that that caught me for a, threw me for a loop for a sec. So, but when something total legitimately, sense. yes, when something when goes gone bad, bad, yes, prior to the expiration date. Yeah, I've had that once or twice. Been yeah, a rude awakening. I had, I had some blackberries last week. That was a real bummer. I really wanted blackberries. Aww. And Aaron's like, oh, they should be fine. We got them like two days ago, and they were like super moldy on top. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's a bummer. I, but. One of the things that I like 
milk is one of the main ones for me. There's mm-hmm. like expiration dates. Like I pay attention to it, but I always ignore it. Like I always look at what it <laughs> is, but like this is probably bad. This is probably not what I should do, but I always kind of like pour myself a glass. I sniff it. If it doesn't smell horrible, then I drink it. And if I can like take a mouthful and not immediately be like, no, I need to spit this out. Then I, it's probably fine to drink, right? Probably. You've made so it this far. What I do. But I've been burned once or twice by milk expiring like four <laughs> days early and taking that like mouthful of milk and me like, no, I need to get this out of my mouth, out of my uh, mouth right now. What and I really just, hate ugh, what? is that in San Francisco, the cheapest milk that you buy, the sort of local cheap brand, mm-hmm. comes in cafeteria style cardboard containers, which makes Monsters. me even more suspect like it makes me That's put sus. way less faith in the in the expiration date. Super sus. Yeah. So I, that, that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I also wonder about expiration dates like I'm sure in big industries like the dairy industry there's or I hope there's like legitimate <laughs> research that it's based on. Yeah. But like from the industrial settings that I've been exposed to where expiration dates have been written, it is surprisingly arbitrary. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, yeah, someone decided that this is what it was going to be someday. And, like, now it's just what we put on, like, 20 years later. Like, oh, yeah, just, like, this many days for manufacture. Like, just because. Like, there's there's no objective reasoning for it. Uh, it's just, like, what we feel it should be the expiration date. So I, I'm looking this up right now in case you want to know. So, of course, there is both use by and best before, right? Yes. Those are two distinct things. Use by, more of an actual warning of if you let it go past this date, uh, it might just straight up be bad for you to consume this. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas best buy is more of a or best before, it's like a, a more of a guideline. Yeah. But of, hey, the, the quality may deteriorate a little bit, but it doesn't necessarily mean that if you're if you're within the range, you know, a lot of it is, is of course, like a, a legal thing, I think, of they want to find a date that is, seems to be pretty good. Yeah, so you can't get sued. Yeah, getting the getting getting a long enough life that people that it's actually worth even putting on there. Yeah, without getting sued a whole lot. Yeah. Well, and I don't I don't think they're really like that legally like binding or whatever. I don't know, but because like also things. So like if it's something like a like a a grocery item where it's like okay, you buy it and that expiration date is like one two three weeks later. Yeah, I can see you're like three, four days past that date. Like that's a it's a significant fraction or a significant percentage of the total time that product has existed, you know, or mm-hmm. of the total expiration period, whatever you however you want to define it. But how do you feel about things that like like their expiration date is like in years, and you're like six months past. Like it's a like five mm-hmm. years from manufacture, and you're six months past it. Like. It, like you're you, like you want six to play months a percentage past it. game. That's a long time, but like it's also like it's only like twenty percent. Like yeah, yeah, I feel that. But like a lot of those things, I feel like are some things that are maybe like more serious. 
like one that I ran into was like not like prescription medication, but like over the counter medication, like like your Tylenol or Advil or stuff like that. Like they got a couple years, like, and like if you're two months past, like, is it really that bad or like, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and like if you got a bad headache, like, what you gonna do? Be like, oh no, it's like three days past the expiration date. Like, I'm not gonna take it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> the one that I remember was. I was, this was, I think this was at a day camp back when I was working at a, at my Bible camp in college. We were at someone's house. We we're staying at someone's house. We we're going to watch a movie, uh, all together. And the host offered us popcorn. They had like that Boy Scout popcorn, you know? Mm. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, here's this popcorn. Um, you know, we got it like whatever this past year from the Boy Scouts. And we were like, cool. And so we popped some. And it was awful. It was awful. Like, <laughs> not rancid. Like, like, yeah. It's like, how can microwave popcorn go bad? I don't actually know, but it can. And it's, the result isn't great. And so we were like, wait, when did you say you got this? And she's like, oh, last year. And so this would have been summer of 2016 is when we got this. Big yikes. And we, no, as in, like, that's when I was there, right? Summer oh, 2016. Oh, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and the expiration date on the popcorn was, like, 2012, 2013. <laughs> so, mm. clearly they were misremembering. Either they had already gone through their stock of popcorn, and this was five-year-old popcorn that they just forgot about. You know, who knows yeah. what the situation was, but it was <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Oof, duh. Uh. Yeah, well, that was funny. Don't recommend. Ten out of ten would not recommend. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, ex- expiration dates, like, yeah, they're like useful. What I, here's what I hate. I oh. understand why people do it, but it frustrates me because I was on the other side of this. Is when I would go in with my mom to the store, and she would reach to the very far back of. A line of a product. Don't go grocery shopping. To try shopping and get with me, the buddy. one with the furthest expiration date. You want to know why I don't like this? Why? Because I already I knew the psychology of all this from having experienced it, and yet when I worked at Target, I was still instructed to once a day go into the little cooler in front of the food area where I worked, the Pizza Hut area. And I had to manually rearrange all of the sandwiches and stuff to be an order of expiration date. Mm-hmm. After people had rifled through them and screwed everything up. <laughs> and that's why I hate it. Mm-hmm. I would tell my mom, look, someone has to deal with this. Like, just, like, we know we're going to drink this in two days. Just get that one. Like, the difference between these two is an expiration date of four days. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, maybe for you it didn't. Like, for me, I think I'm justified. I live alone. I don't go through a gallon of milk that fast. Like, I need every day I can get. I shop for my milk based on how far away the expiration date is. But you also have admitted to basically disregarding expiration dates other than as an idle curiosity. Yes, but they generally tend to be a the best predictor of shelf life based on things you can observe in the grocery store without opening the milk. Like, mm-hmm. like, so 
today is the 10th. Like if I go to a grocery store and I see something that's like, oh, the 12th versus like the 22nd, like I'm buying the 22nd because I almost guarantee you it's going to last longer than the 12th. Yeah. That's and fair. like I don't drink a gallon of milk in two, like, okay, I have drank a gallon of milk in two days because I didn't look at the expiration date and it was panicking. <laughs> that was a fun two days. But uh, I don't know why I said that was a fun two days. Like it was like some like alcohol-induced bender or something. It wasn't. I was just drinking it was a, a lot of milk. slightly abnormal two days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just like I didn't drink much water or like other things those two days because I just had milk all the time. But Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Well, here's actually – here's one item where I have slowly become completely ignorant of the expiration dates is eggs. Do they even come with them? Yeah. And they're surprisingly quick, I've learned. But I thought they were like a long time away. I think when you actually go look at a package of eggs, the expiration date is not too far <laughs> afield. Mm-hmm. But but that's kinda of you know, that that's kind of the whole point here is I think it's well understood that they are more stable than the packaging may lead you to believe. More times than not. But the main reason that for me, I just, I didn't know one way or another. But, you know, every once in a while, you just sort of don't have eggs for a little while, unless you're you. We talked about this last time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for me, every once in a while, you just kind of go a little while and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, I do have a couple eggs in there. I have no idea. Like, we now have like a separate egg holder thing. So we don't even keep the carton around to know when they're going to expire. Okay. You have a separate egg holder? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I asked for one of those for, sorry, I don't mean to totally do Another, another Christmas present that you got shut down on? (laughs) Yeah, I was told, oh, that's a stupid thing to ask for. Um, only old people use those. You don't want one. Like, aired about a whole bunch of, uh, refrigerator organization things, mostly like bins, but one of them was this big egg holder. I want an egg holder. I go through eggs constantly. Yeah. I deserve an egg holder. I'm asking for it again, and I will not be gaslit into rescinding the ass. <laughs> but yeah, I for me, I support you again in terms of your your desires here. Good. It's but, going on. But note. I'm writing but it with, down right now. But with eggs in particular, the reason it's totally fine is. Unlike pretty much everything else, it's a self-contained unit. Then if you're in the habit, of, you just like crack it into something else. And then you know if it's bad. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And if you're really concerned, then I guess don't eat the cookie dough raw or whatever. But other than that, like it's going to be fine. Most of the time I crack an egg into a separate receptacle before I do anything. Because I've learned that trying our my pans that i have to crack an egg on them always ends up with a little bit of white uh, going onto the outside of the pan and sometimes onto the burner itself and we have one of those like coil electric stoves so it's really Mm -hmm. annoying so now i just like crack it into a very we have a bunch of these very small bowls and so those are my egg cracking bowls i crack it again too before i put it anywhere else most of the time very Mm -hmm. handy yeah yeah i buy that so get yourself some egg holders, get yourself some tiny egg bowls. You'll be good to go. <laughs> It'll be like magic. <laughs> Speaking of magic. Mark brought Rabbits Against Magic for this week by Jonathan Lemon. And so we've got 
Give me a sec to look a bit closer at this comic <laughs> to make sure that I don't describe later portions in, uh, okay, good. I'm glad I looked closer. Um, <laughs> so we have, we have a room, uh, with two rabbits in it, uh, or we can call it a white rabbit and eight ball. Cause one looks like a eight ball, like pool style, uh, eight balls sitting on a, on a, a big armchair reading some papers Next to him, there is a printer that is just shooting out pieces of paper, and there's papers strewn all across the floor with printing on them. And White Rabbit's standing in front of the printer holding one of the pieces of paper saying, What's this? Did you print out an entire ebook? Eight Ball responds, Yep. I can't read on a screen, and it's marginally cheaper than buying the print version. Exasperated, White Rabbit covers its uh, eye and then lays down on the floor, covering its head, squeezing its eyes shut. It's because all all you there are still lumberjack. <laughs> no, it's, it's because all you there are still lumberjacks. What? Am I reading this wrong? <laughs> what is the third word of the sentence? It's because of you there. No. It's yes. Be- it doesn't make it you, better. You, you got it right that time. It's because of you there are still lumberjacks. Oh, it's because of you there are still lumberjacks. There needs to be a comma here. No, there doesn't. That is perfectly grammatically correct as is. It's because of you there are still lumberjacks. It made no sense before. That's because you kept saying the word all instead of of. (laughs) Even the first time I said of, I still f***ed it up. That's because you were in your own head. Anyway. (laughs) Grant, what what do you think about e-books versus physical books? Like, how do you prefer to read things? Oh, I... I'm an old man. I love paper copies, but you're really tugging at my decision-making process with, I know we've talked about my thoughts about getting an iPad. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the factors going in is for reading purposes. And I really hate reading on screens, but it would be just so convenient. Yeah, that's fair. I will say that there's a huge difference between reading on a screen like an iPad or a phone versus reading on a screen like an ebook reader. Yes. Yeah. Okay. To me, reading on an ebook reader, like in terms of the, I guess not the book holding experience, but like the physical like reading experience, like how your eyes interact with it, whatever, it's just like same as reading a book. The optical experience. Yes. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah, because I have a I have a Kindle that I haven't used in years, um, <laughs> but like I I love that and like it was great. It was if somebody wants to like have a device for reading books, like for enjoyment, that is a hundred percent what I would recommend. Yep, I definitely agree. Because I loved it. Hey, you're a big physical book guy. Yeah, I like I like me my paper books. I like me my paper things. I like interacting with paper a lot. Uh, what kind of, do you prefer hardcover or paperback? Mm, paperback. Can we just, I, I want to piece that, or play this out a little bit. Hardcover, paperback. 
not necessarily mutually exclusive terms in terms of the actual words there. I always well, also, find that funny because there's also inside out, but then you say like what right side in, which is like what? <laughs> That's yeah. very weird. There's just like there's not a, there's like a there's like a weird asymmetry to those things. I just don't yeah. understand it. But anyway, yeah, and I have to say I think every single quote unquote hardcover book I have ever interacted with is. I think could objectively be described as having a cover that is made out of paper. Like. <laughs> because, but, like. It's not made out of it, stone. Like. Yeah. And cardboard is like paper. Maybe that's the new trend. Maybe you need to, you know, spiral off and. Spiral f- bound f- stone f- tablet f- notebooks? Well, no, you could. It doesn't have to be stone, but it could be like aluminum. Like a soft finish aluminum kind of thing. Oh very, my god! And you can market it as like RFID blocking plates or something. Yeah, for your um, book to stop the Illuminati from reading your notes. Yeah, something like that. Or the deep state. I mean, whatever. Or it could just be like. Days. Or it could just be marketed to like a bunch of rich people who like that aesthetic. Mm. Well, what would we call this? Uh. Mm. Mm. metal notes like 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 and then it could be like 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 heavy duty like like you know like like yeah i don't know uh, are we making notebooks i thought we're talking about just regular books now oh but i thought we were talking about i don't know okay i was talking i was talking books. about a regular book because we're talking about like a hardcover book oh so we're gonna be but, about it's, but the hard cover but the hard cover is going to be something that's actually hard, hard. like but like a different material plate. since you're complaining about the hardcover being made out of paper. Yeah, in a I don't know sense. where. Oh, I didn't even bring this. Com- I was gonna say I don't even know where I was planning to take this comic. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm loopy. This is weird. Uh, I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. I've never heard this song. What? No. Oh my goodness. Okay. We're going to stop recording. Oh, I just got homework. And I'm going to show you this song. R.I.P. me, listeners. Have a good night. I didn't want to be a barber anyway. I wanted to be a lumberjack. Leaping from tree to tree as they float down the mighty rivers of British Columbia. The giant redwood. The larch. The fir. The mighty Scots pine. The smell of fresh-cut timber. The crash of mighty trees. With my best girlie by my side, we'd sing, sing, sing. I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night, I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. Because he works all night and he works all day.